SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Hey, teamers, let me remind you that at this point we are talking legal conversations and uh, our A-team guest is a litigation attorney and associate and lit- uh, litigation attorney at Adams & Adams, Mtogozisi Mapumulo. Thank you very much for uh, joining us, Mtogozisi. How are you this evening? Uh, I'm well, thanks, Patricia, and uh, a very good evening to listeners. Now, Mtoazisi, it seems that uh, malpractice and uh, medical negligence cases are always something that we are talking about in South Africa. But due to COVID-19 pandemic, it seems this number is set to increase. Let's talk about what could constitute as COVID-19 or post-COVID-19 malpractice cases. Well, yes, yeah. Um, you are quite right to state uh, that these cases are, you know, um, a deliberate in, in our courts, if I can call it that. But um, now, with the COVID-19 storm that is uh, just um, underwent, um, the, the anticipation is that there is going to be a spike in, in these cases, given the fact that, um, the, you know, our medical system has been um, strained and uh, stretched uh, to the full uh, the fullest capacity um, uh, there would have been um, people uh, or patients rather who um, were hospitalized for reasons non-related to COVID-19 and there would be those um, you, you know um, the, the priority um, was or would have been um, you know, giving to uh, COVID-19 patients, especially in the hospitals where there is uh, less medical personnel. So the main focus shifted to um, to treating the patients with COVID-19. So the well, the anticipation or speculations are that um, there have been more of non-COVID-19 um, related um, illnesses or patients that have been neglected in, in the process and those um, may um, or will probably lead to the rise in the in, in the medical negligence cases and the medical malpractice cases. Now, Mtozisi, as we are speaking about these non-COVID-related um, negligences, when we are taking yeah. a look at the, the Disaster Management Act and the Health Practitioners Act. Where do then the the medical practitioners and uh, the hospitals and pharmacies and the likes who offer the service stand? Because they were also under protocol of the of of our um, Disaster Management Act. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the act that was. Um the um, Disaster Management Act, um, you would have noticed that uh, the, in most hospitals, um, there would have been sections for non-COVID-19 patients. There would have been um, COVID-19 patient um, sections or, or what at the hospital. And um, the reason why there wouldn't have been, um, you know, to say all the medical uh, institutions are, are just uh, given to um, the co- well the COVID-19 um, related illnesses or 
um, patients. Um, it's because the duty um, on the on the government and also uh, the the medical personnel and the medical institutions um, still um, existed um, to the patients um, who did not have the COVID-19. Uh, um, uh, a virus, so it, it didn't mean that um, the non-COVID-19 patients um, should now be neglected or given substandard, um, you know, substandard services because that uh, on its own would indicate or lean towards um, negligence or malpractice because it's the constitutional and the statutory uh, right of, of every patient to receive quality and uh, uh, reasonable um, health um, uh, services. So uh, just because we've been, um, uh, um, you know, we've been uh, facing or being attacked, if, if I, I may use that term, by the pandemic, doesn't take away the rights of um, the patients, who your general patients. So that's where those rights and, um, you know, um, the responsibilities on the part of the government and all the healthcare, um, you know, professionals uh, come into play. We are talking uh, to Associate and Litigation Attorney at Adams & Adams, Togozisi um, Mapumolo, and uh, we're zooming in on the, care, the, the fact that medical negligent cases in South Africa are set to increase post-COVID-19. And I'd like to hear from you. Um, you're a South African. Um, what was your feel when you went into a hospital, Atima? I mean, when you went into a clinic, whether private or public, did you feel feel that uh, more priority was given to COVID cases or maybe you went in with a COVID case and you were not given the attention that you were you required and uh, maybe give us your, your your take and so that we can ask from Tobisi how to get around such uh, cases. The number to dial ATMS is 0891-104-207. You are also most welcome to send those voice notes or messages on WhatsApp via 0614-104-107. Our SMS line is 41391. I've got a question question here from our A-team of Vuyo, who's in Bloemfontein, Tobisi. And uh, uh, Vuyo is asking if you could please let us know, with the current cases that we have now of malpractice, are they most prevalent in private or public hospitals? Um, most, um, from my experience, at very least, um, are at the public hospitals. And um, my thinking or, uh, behind that number is because of the number of people uh, that go to the public hospitals as compared to um, to the, the private hospitals and also the you know the, the medical personnel at the disposal of the um, the public versus private. So it's all those uh, varying um, variables that we need to consider. But to answer that question, strictly, um, more um, has been. Uh, from uh, the public hospital. Now, it's clearly becoming a case of haves and have-nots, and uh, that's uh, one of the disparities that we fight with uh, across every single aspect of our society in South Africa. But now let's, mm. let's zoom in on the proving 
of a medical negligence case. How does one yeah. prove this, especially when hospitals are under-resourced? And yes, I'm sounding like the devil's advocate right now because now I'll have to, we have to state the fact that our hospitals, mm-hmm. which are mainly the public hospitals, are under-resourced and overwhelmed with the amount of patients that come in. So our public health service is under-resourced. Um, so how does then one prove that this was negligence as opposed to circumstantial uh, things that happened? Um, in, our, in our law, um, medical negligent cases, we have uh, something, um, a very interesting principle that you refer to as the locality rule. So uh, let me just make an example to demonstrate. Um, say you've got um, a public hospital in the city and you've got a public hospital uh, or a clinic um, in or a rural area, then you need to, um, in, in terms of this locality rule principle, you need to, um, well, the kind or the quality of the service should be, um, there should be that, um, um, you know, uh, if it's in the rural area, um, it should be in accordance with the, the services around or should be reasonably expected um, in the rural area and university in the city um, the service uh, the service and, and, the, and the quality should be um, you know uh, be that kind of of service that would uh, be um, expected in, in the city so uh, but the principles of negligence uh, goes out about the, the reasonableness so say you've got um you, you you had um the lung infection and you get a, a doctor who is a specialist in the um dealing with, with the lungs so it would be your pulmonologist so then um the question is to uh, if there's an allegation of negligence so the test would be um would uh, a specialist um lung doctor or or, or the pulmonologist in, in the position of um, the, uh, the treating um, specialists have done um, the same um, mistake, if it's a, a, a mistake. And if the answer is yes, then um, it, it wouldn't be negligent. But if the answer is in the negative, that is to say no, then there has been um, negligent um, in, in that case. Um, so it just goes about reasonableness. Would the doctor in the shoes of the treating doctor would have um, done um, or would have failed to diagnose or would have um, made the same error? So, yeah, that's basically the, the inquiry there. Now, with with the, the the expected overwhelming amount of cases that might come in with uh, negligence, medical negligence, how are the courts going to be approaching this? Um, in this, well, at, the, at this stage, because there hasn't been um, a clear indication, uh, given that it's still in in the, in the early phases, um, we, we haven't seen as many. Um, although there is the speculation and the, the anticipation that there will be many. So at, at this stage, we've got uh, two um, views, um, conflicting views to say. One um, view is to say the court will have to be considerate to say that um, the, the medical um, sector and uh, the medical um, or the health system 
um, have been facing or dealing with a completely new animal um, in the in, in the form of COVID-19. So uh, one view to say um, the well the court will have to approach or be considerate when dealing with such cases. And um, the, the opposing um, view is to say um, we have the uh, well-established legal principles relating to. Um, uh, the negligence, and they will have to be applied as they are. Um, but then you've got to look um, at, uh, at each case. Well, um, you need to look at the merit of each case to say uh, if, for example, there was gross negligence, then chances are that um, you know the rules um, will be applied as they are, and that will be unpardonable. Um, but in, in the case where it's purely um, COVID-19 related, you, you need to also be considerate, uh, considerate of that because um, then if, if you, you are not considerate, you are likely to um, uh, to interfere with, with the operations of the, the medical personnel in, in the future in the sense that there will, there will be some um, fear and there will be some um, hesitance on, on the part of the doctors and the medical specialists to um, try and help because uh, they will be scared or, or they will fear to um, to render their services as best as they believe they are. And that will be uh, very detrimental to um, the health system also. Um, so, yeah, uh, that, those have been two um, opposing views. Mm. And uh, obviously, we, we we will not know how the courts are going to handle uh, these particular cases until there's an influx, and that's when we'll know which will uh, stand firm. Let's talk about uh, the, the the issue of of then how does one go and report medical negligence, especially looking at communities where there isn't much access to information, uh, rural communities that you mentioned earlier, uh, there isn't much access to technology. So what are the quickest and easiest and and non-degrading ways of ensuring that um, people who feel that they were not treated properly or their ailments were not given uh, the correct diagnosis go through the process of reporting medical negligence? Um, you know, the, the wellness um, um, of, um, you know, the possible legal avenue that you may um, uh, uh, choose to take or to explore, um, the information does not reach the right people. And by the right people, I mean people who are vulnerable, who should uh, be assisted as, uh, as, uh, as much as possible. And you find in most instances that um, you, uh, the, the person shares the story with you ages later, and by then um, there is nothing much they can do to seek legal recourse. Um, but the best possible way of getting these across or, 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 or trying to get uh, help is to go uh, get a lawyer, or especially in, the, in, this, in this area of, uh, um, of law. And um, at this point, at the very least, that is the best possible um, way of uh, getting assistance, um, and then there are there are also at different law schools. There are uh, sections called um, law clinics, 
so they uh, people also do get assisted, especially in the um, a community, um, you know, around the the community that easily accessible because you do get low students who do these kind of cases, obviously with uh, the assistance of the lecturers, and they do uh, rope in some law firms. But the, the, the best possible um, way of getting out is through um, the law firms and the legal specialists. And usually how long do these uh, cases take, from reporting to investigation to the time they get their um, you know, opportunity to be heard in the court of law until uh, such time that they are finalized? Sure. Um, they take um, very long, to be quite frank with you, because um, we are looking at a period between three to four years. And that is because there has to be a, a proper investigation of Firstly, um, the, the merits, those are the facts of uh, the, the case to say, has there been negligence here? And the only way uh, a legal specialist um, or a, a lawyer can um, determine if there's been negligence, it, um, it has to go through um, the other medical experts who, uh, who, who specializes in, in, in that same area of um, of um, uh, of medicine where there is an alleged uh, negligence, so they need to be um, investigation of the facts to see if there is a case, and if the answer is yes, then we need to go to the second leg of uh, um, or the second component of the chain um, or the case, and that is the quantum. So the the quantum is basically the amount of money um, with which the claimant will have to be compensated. And for that, we've got to involve various um, experts to see how much has, um, you, you know, um, the negligence harmed uh, your capacity to earn um, uh, any medical expenses you are going to incur or that you've already incurred because um, you will have to be compensated for everything that you've lost due to um, the, the negligence. So it's quite a lengthy process and the court processes vary from province to province um, and uh, the jurisdictions. So it is quite lengthy. So it being a lengthy process, there is assistance that is available. And I think as we close off, I'd like to find out from you if there's a, a website where um, people can reach you to get some information if they need to uh, file for such a case. Yes, yeah. Um, to contact us, you can, uh, well, uh, the person who needs um, the assistance can uh, visit our, um, um, our our firm's page. It's the Adams and Adams, and uh, they can uh, Google me as well. They will get my contact details. Um, otherwise, uh, in, in my firm, uh, we've got a, a, a lot of uh, a third party or the medical um, malpractice, medical negligence specialists that they can um, contact and speak to. Thank you very much. We really appreciate your time and uh, the information you have uh, furnished us with. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's only a pleasure. This is the Late Night Conversations. My name is Patricia Ntuli. We had just had a conversation around medical negligence and especially because there's an anticipation that cases will increase post-COVID-19. And we were talking to Associate and Litigation Attorney at Adams & Adams, Mtogo Zisi Mapumulo.